This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks to Wander Beauty for its dedicated support of another mother runner. Wander Beauty is a new line of easy-to-use, multitasking beauty products that help you make the most of your beauty routine, no matter how little time you have. Get 20% off your purchase at wanderbeauty.com slash AMR. That's wanderbeauty.com slash AMR for 20% off. W-A-N-D-E-R-B-E-A-U-T-Y dot com slash AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell, and we sound very professional today, Sarah. We do. We do. We sound professional all the time. Oh, um, okay. Maybe just a different type of profession we're in. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's news to me, but okay, thanks. We're buttoned down today instead of, uh, yeah, wearing our yoga pants. Yeah. Um, so how are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just melting, but other than that, I'm fine. Okay. Good. It's a hundred degrees here. So I, I know it's, you know, every summer we're like, oh, it's hot. It's hot. You know, I feel like it, um, <laughs> it's like breaking news when it shouldn't be breaking news, but you know, it always hits me just a little bit, you know, where you're just like, oh, I, I don't want to be outside right now. And I know it's a, it's a dry heat. Yes. No, we're not, you know, in Adrian Martini land where it's, you know, 90% humidity and 90 degrees, but it's, it's still, you know, summer is summer, no matter where it is. You got to, you got to kind of fight the demons a little bit. If you're someone like me who doesn't, you know, summer is not my season. <laughs> <laughs> so then how are you kind of, um, rejiggering, rejiggering your workouts, if at all? Well, I'm, you know, giving myself permission to bring my bike inside. Uh, that sounds like, uh, but I'll ride inside still, you uh-huh. know, like I uh-huh. brought my bike down to the basement on Friday afternoon last week, um, uh-huh. before, um, uh, you know, I think we had a meeting or something in the afternoon and I was like, well, how, how am I going to work out? I'm like, I don't want to go ride around Cherry Creek right now. It's too hot. Mm. Um, so I brought that downstairs swimming. I swim at least twice a week and trying to get three. I got to say, I love the like speedo back tan line. It brings me back <laughs> to like my, um, you know, swim team days, you know, where you used to have really good, good, like circle right in the middle of your back. Uh-huh. Um, um, and then, you know, running a little bit, but you know, the running doesn't seem to, you know, because I'm not going for crazy long miles, it's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't, you know, 45 minutes I can handle, even if it's warm, but even the trail that I use, um, most of the time is, is pretty well shaded. Especially oh, good. Morning. So it's pretty nice. What about you? You guys, well, do you have hot, I've been in Portland. It's been very hot. I mean, what's your t- summer like? Um, we have had kind of uh, a little bit on the chilly side and a fair bit of overcast. But I did see uh, um, today when I stepped outside for some reason, I saw a guy running by shirtless, which was not unpleasant to witness. And um, <laughs> I thought, I thought, wow, it's a hot time of day to go running. Um, so it, you know, I've been swimming open water and the running. I always forget how dang soggy workout clothes get. I mean, there is just that whole peeling off a sports bra is just about the grossest thing there is. 
<laughs> I just tell myself, it'll be over quick. It'll be over quick. And it's like, Ugh, you feel like you get all trapped inside of it. And oh, let me out. Let me out. Anaconda. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Going back to that guy, I will say it always surprises me when I see people out at like 1130 or mm-hmm. 2.30. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, especially women in like, like, like capris, like black capris. I'm like, at least put on some shorts, you know, like uh, just feels just so oppressive. I mean, I guess, you know, different people acclimate differently and it might not, but to me, I'm just like, I would rather, um, you know, have my eyebrows waxed and my, and my crotch and my above my lip all at the same time than be running 30 in the afternoon, you know? I can bikini just, wax. That's what it's called. Like, what is the nice word? Not crotch, crotch wax. Yeah. <laughs> like crotch wax. If AMR goes out of business, uh, let's not name your next business Dimity's crotch wax. Crotch wax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh All right. I think we should dive into the questions now. <laughs> I know. Gone very far afield. <laughs> All right. This first question is from Judith in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. It's Judith calling from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. My question today is about the impact of splitting mileage between two workouts during the week. Um, I am a school secretary and my husband's a teacher and our days start very early in the morning. Recently, I have been trying to change my workout to be before work, but I find myself sometimes having to cut my workout short because I just don't have enough time. Um, I have to be at work by 7.30 and you know, get the kids on the bus beforehand and all of that. So I'm wondering, is it what's the impact of doing a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the afternoon? Um, maybe being able, I can always leave my weekend runs intact, but tell me the impact on training if I split a five-mile run into three and two before and after work. Um, let me know what your thoughts are. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything you do. Thanks. Bye. So this is kind of uh, relevant. I think some people maybe are thinking up splitting up their workouts because it's so hot, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she's she's solving problems. She's a teacher. She's a secretary, but school mm-hmm. school minded. How am yeah. I going to get this in? Yes, um, yes. And yeah, splitting it up is a is a definitely a nice uh, solution. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but I do think like splitting up a five mile run mm-hmm. feels a little onerous, like just because you know you were like, oh, I still have two miles to go mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know? And that to me, you like, especially after a long day of dealing with kids and everything, I would be like, I just want to go home and. Oh know, yeah. Blow it off with the capital B and. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah. I um, followed up with her and found out that she's training for a 10 mile run and then possibly a half marathon. So she is on a training plan. So, you know, because when I first thought, read it or listened to it, I should say, um, I thought, well, you know, just do what you can do in the morning and then, you know, check that box off. But, um, you know, that she does have these specific workouts and, um, you know, it's my inclination would be maybe to, to run the three miles before work or, you know, whatever she can do before work, and then maybe consider doing a couple days a week, doing something different after work. You know, yeah, like you mentioned, strength training, maybe. Yeah. I think that would be a great, I mean, I, that's an awesome call. I think that that would go a lot longer than two more miles as far as getting ready for those races. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, yeah, I mean, if you could, you know, um, get, I wouldn't split them all up just because then that creates a pattern that you are, your body's like physiologically yes. getting used to. Mm-hmm. And even though she can run, run long on the weekends, um, just, you know, kind of being out there 
for more than one day a week where she's out there for maybe a little bit longer than she mentally and physically wants to be. I think mm-hmm. that's, there's some good, you know, there's value Judith's in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, um, Judith should maybe try to suck it up at least one day during the, the week and try to get in the full distance that she's supposed to on that workout. And then maybe if she has two other weekday runs to, to split it up and maybe one or both those days to do strength training instead of the quote unquote additional miles. And then, you know, there, there's, um, you know, in terms of if people, I think it's more common to think about splitting up long runs, you know, a 20 mile training run for a marathon or a 13 miler for a half marathon. And, um, you know, there's some, there's differing opinions on as to whether or not, um, it really adds up. And I think now it seems like the logic is that it's, it doesn't provide the same training bang for your buck. Um, it doesn't, I, I don't, you know, just because there's a difference of running, you know, being at mile 17 versus mile 10 plus mm-hmm. mile seven. Right. You know? Um, but, uh, but I do think, you know, if, if your schedule needs to do that, you know, needs to, I, it's better to break it up than not do it at all. Oh yeah. Um, get it all the miles. Or, I mean, you know, in the running by heart rate program that we have in, um, the train, like a mother club for that level one marathon, there are two days, um, two long run days where you can split it up. Oh, um, you know, right. where, because people are nervous about making sure that they've covered enough miles before marathon day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they will go, you know, like three hours in the morning and then like another hour and a half in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, there is some value in that as well. Um, you know, if, if that's, you know, it, you know, it, it, it's not the exact same training effect, but it's good enough, right? Mm-hmm. It just can't be a it just can't be um, a habit, right? But every once in a while, if you need to break it up, I think that's fine. Yes, I think that's yeah. an answer that answer. Yeah. yeah. In the summertime, my secret to getting out the door fast is a pair of sunglasses and some lip gloss. I'm always on the hunt for a new product in a kicky color that feels good on my lips and lasts longer than the drive to the supermarket. Our friends at Wander Beauty have me covered, literally. My favorite new find from Wander Beauty is Lip Retreat Oil. This genius product is a luxurious lip-loving treatment oil with shine, and it even comes in several colors. It boasts three different kinds of oil, including avocado and apricot kernel, to deeply moisturize your lips. I love the strawberry pink lip retreat oil with the transporting name of Spa Day. Wander Beauty completely streamlines your beauty routine with fewer products that work better, so you can get ready in a jiffy and stay gorgeous on the go. The brand was founded by a working mom of two and a supermodel. Two women who are always on the move and know how to make the most of their precious time. Here's a hint. If you want to try Wander Beauty products, but are unsure which colors will work best for your skin tone and coloring, check them out in person at a Sephora store and purchase them from the Wander Beauty site with our unique link to save 20% and to show your appreciation to Wander Beauty for its dedicated support of this show. It's time to make over your beauty routine with Wander Beauty. Get 20% off your purchase at wanderbeauty.com slash AMR. That's wanderbeauty.com slash AMR for 20% off. W-A-N-D-E-R-B-E-A-U-T-Y dot com slash AMR. All right, this call comes from Lori in Rockville, Maryland. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Lori in Rockville, Maryland. I am taking your advice, uh, stopping mid-run to call you. And I have a quick question for you, um, pun intended. 
about increasing my cadence. I am running at about 150 to 155 or so, certainly less than 160 steps per minute. And I know I should be running more like 180 steps per minute. And I don't really know how to get from here to there um, in terms of increasing my turnover. Um, I have been a long-time runner uh, for like a couple decades plus, but I'm not in the best shape of my life, and um, I'm just trying to, to get faster. My kids are 11 and 8 and a half, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Pun intended. All right. <laughs> Trying to increase her cadence. Um, okay. So Lori, for what it's worth, um, yes, it's uh, 180, as we both know, Sarah, mm -hmm. <laughs> tall girls, um, but also I just think regular runners, right? I, um, it, it is hard to hit 180, it right? Is. It's ex I mean, I think it, if that's sort of not your natural rhythm, it's exhausting. You know? It is exhausting. And it's, it's hard. And it's also... Um, it might, I think it might actually be uh, counterproductive, right? Because you're working so hard to get your feet going so fast. I mean, if I think back to um, the Olympic trials that we saw in Houston, remember I was taking yes. pictures there yeah. and I was like, and I got home and I put the, um, I put the, you know, the memory card into my computer. I'm like, oh my God, there's not one person who has their feet on the ground. Like yeah. everybody's, there was no, there were no feet on the ground. They were all flying, right? Like <laughs> yes. honest God, like, you know, like when you see your own race pictures, there's always one, or not always, but most of the time, there's one foot that's planted, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say maybe there's one where both feet are off the ground because that's a good race, you know? That's, exactly. That's like, there's, oh, I got it. While you get one of those, yes. But I mean, for the most part, that is not our natural being, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about that and then just kind of extrapolate from there that you're like, well, that's, then, then you don't have a very quick cadence. Um, and there's kind of two schools of thought on this. Um, I mean, you can, if, if you are uninjured, like if you don't, if you, if your body has not been injured from running and you know, you tend to veer that way and your cadence is okay. Mm -hmm. I say, don't change it. <laughs> you know, honestly, well enough alone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if that, if there's a reason for you to do that, if you feel like, you know, if you have foot problems, if you are, I don't, I don't know exactly why the reason would be why you want to change your cadence. But I mean, if there's an injury that, that makes you want to do it, or if there's another extenuating circumstance that makes you want to change it. I mean, it does help you run a little bit more efficiently for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you have to kind of work at it bit by bit, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I mean, so if you are right now, say she's at 150 or uh, 155, then let's try to get to 160 before getting to 180. And maybe 160 is enough, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, so a couple of ways to do that, of course, the metronome, which I, um, Your old friend. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody in the train, like a mother club commented, or I can't remember it was uh, somewhere on social media that they commented, they would just listen to, listen to the metronome. Oh boy. I was like, oh my gosh, that is like old times. <laughs> but you know what I will say though? So we have been testing these, um, Coros Apex yes. GPS sports watches. Mm -hmm. There's a metronome function on the I know. I saw that. I saw that. I thought of you. <laughs> I, and so I, I turned it on. Oh, and I, you. I, actually, I really like it. So, I mean, not that you need to, um, you know, but it, it goes by, I believe it goes by 10. So it's like 150, 160, 170. I don't think okay. it goes by five. So you're, you know, you have to, you have to make a big leap. That's a big leap. Um, but that you can run with a metronome and there's also metronome apps, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and the big, and the, and the, um, chi running is where originally that I started to run with a yes. metronome. So if you want to dig really deep, 
um, or, or kind of, you know, get some background behind that. That's another thing that you can look into because they are all about kind of leaning forward from your ankles and kind of spinning your wheels underneath you, almost like you're riding a unicycle. Like that's kind of the body position that you want. Mm -hmm. And that puts you into a really nice position to increase your cadence, um, you know, gradually. Again, you're not going to go from nothing, 150 to 180, but you can think about, you know, picking up your feet a little bit faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then don't some people suggest that running on a treadmill can help you increase your cadence that you can then set the the treadmill and the, the belt on it to go faster than you might feel comfortable. And then you just to prevent you from pulling a George Jetson and flying off the back, you have to, you know, somehow run faster and that your body naturally takes quicker, shorter and more frequent steps. Probably. Yeah. I, I could see that happening for sure. I think that that's a valid argument. I just don't know how well that would translate back to the road. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's the only thing is, yeah, you're not, you know, it's, it's kind of a assistance device in this. Oh, case, it most right? definitely is. I mean, it's a cheat yeah. for sure. It's a hack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too, and I, um, to think about, uh, the chi running, um, I'm just thinking about, cause light, quick feet is what you're after. If you can kind of think about light, quick, light, quick, light, quick, even if you're keeping it 155, mm-hmm. um, Lori, you know, but if you're thinking about landing lighter and landing quicker and, um, and picking up your knees, that's mm-hmm. a huge, mm-hmm. I think we think about our feet so much mm-hmm. with cadence. You're like, Oh, I got to get my feet to move. When in fact, what moves your feet are your knees, your glutes, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So kind of think about that quickness coming from lifting your knees, your glutes, pushing you forward, that kind of think of it more as the kinetic chain instead of just like, you know, starting from the ankle on down. Yeah. That's a, that's a great suggestion. That's a great suggestion. And otherwise, Lori, for increasing speed, just thought we'd touch on this really quickly. Um, instead of cadence, you can do hill repeats, tempo runs, intervals, either at the track or on the treadmill or part of a road run. Um, and then of course our favorite strength training will help you uh, increase your speed. If that's something you're interested in, like Lori is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. So um, here comes two kind of related questions. The first one comes from Elise in Wellesley, Massachusetts. Hi, ladies. This is Elise from Wellesley, Massachusetts, uh, one of Sarah's old stomping grounds. So my question today is about sidewalk etiquette. So I'm happy to go on the street when I see a mom coming with a stroller or someone walking a dog or young kids on bikes. But I run by myself, and there's always runners coming towards me, two or three side by side, and really don't care that I'm there. So often I'll just go around them. Sometimes I just look at them. Sometimes I play chicken or just give them a palms up. But I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be that girl, but um, just looking for some consideration on their part. So what's your advice? Looking forward to hearing from you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. I indeed have plied the roads of Wellesley. For, I lived there for three years. So uh, <laughs> those are, are they, they're pretty narrow sidewalks, aren't they? That's what I think they, about uh, the coast is like, like pretty non-forgiving. <laughs> they are narrow. They are often, you know, have tree roots that are making them kind of buckle up. You know, there's some, some patches missing because they heaved out from the snow and everything like that. So, you know, um, in listening to Elisa's message, you know, my first thought was, you know, in a perfect world, everyone should show consideration. But as we all unfortunately know, it's not a perfect world. And, you know, because I'm from the East Coast, I'm going to make a sweeping generalization and say that this is especially true in parts of the country where um, 
people might be a little more aggressive or self-assertive or whatever adjective you want to apply. <laughs> I have any, the East Coast. Let's just put it out there. It's the East Coast. If yeah, this would yeah. not happen in Minnesota, they would be like, after you, no, after you. No, really, you go. I'm in your way. Can I give you a little bit more space? <laughs> you have a silently saying terrible things about you, that whole passive aggressive. That's what they'd say in the South, and then they'd be like, bless her heart. Yeah, right, 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 right. So we all know there are regional differences. So I feel that this um, sidewalks around Boston might be, um, uh, there might be a little bit more of this going on. But I think for starters, not to sound like, um, you know, a school mom and wag the finger is to, um, I commend Elise for sh showcasing proper behavior herself. And to do that, you know, even when no one else is around, it's, it, it, I remember a million years ago when I learned how to drive, the instructor said, put on your turn signal, even when there's no one else around, because then it becomes a habit. So when you are on the freeway and you're surrounded by cars or whatever, you're going to do it. So, mm -hmm. you know, so when you're on an empty sidewalk, you know, run on the right side of it, as in the right and correct side of it. You know, it's like here in the United States, it's like a road, people going one way should be on the right, you know, stay on your right side. And then, um, you know, uh, don't take up, you know, don't take up more space than you really need. Um, you know, don't run down the middle of it. And, um, uh, yeah. So I oftentimes will say, kind of do a little going back to being passive aggressive. Um, you know, say, <laughs> uh, if I'm, um, passing people, um, say kind of loudly, you know, good morning. Um, and that they, that hopefully that'll kind of clue them in. I mean, they could be, you know, really intent on a podcast or, you know, mulling over some life problem or something, and they just really are in their own head and they don't see you. And so hopefully mm -hmm. maybe that'll kind of shock them out of their stupor and give them the hint and they'll move to one side. And so we can both pass side by side. Um, yeah, no, those are good ideas. I mean, I do think that there's a little bit when you get, um, it's funny, you know, you see this in races too. People, you know, especially you get like two or three runners in a row, it's usually women. And, you know, and all of a sudden you feel pretty invincible, right? And you're like, I'm not getting out of your way. Like there's just this like, you know, safety in numbers or maybe like, you know, more confidence in numbers. I'm not sure, but I, I feel like I've seen that a couple of times, but you know, two things. I think that you're, like I said, I think your suggestions are great. And then secondly, I would almost just be like, whatever, you know, like, or I don't know. I mean, gosh. just try, but cause I know go. it would piss me off let it if go. I was in the middle of it, but try to let it go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just be like, what, you know, like try not to let it affect you too much. Um, but I do think that there is, you know, there should be some sidewalk etiquette. I feel like people should move out of the way, but you know, there's a lot of people, things that people should do and they don't. So <laughs> true words were never spoken. <laughs> um, um, so, and this was kind of crazy. This next question comes from Mary who lives near Columbus and it's really kind of an adjunct question to Elise and it came in on the exact same day. So had to include it. Hi, Serendipity. This is Mary. I'm from the Columbus, Ohio area. Um, I really didn't have so much of a question as was wondering if you could um, go over maybe the rules of the road for people. I've been noticing now that it's summer that there's a lot more people outside exercising, you know, running, biking, et cetera. But I'm noticing a lot of people that are running with traffic, cyclists not signaling and stuff, and was just wondering if you could maybe give some people some helpful reminders. Thanks so much. Love the show. All right. I say I'm going to treat this as a necessary PSA, a public service announcement, because I've noticed the exact same thing here in Portland. 
that first of all, there's, there definitely do seem to be, is it just me or are there more people running and walking and biking and, you know, skateboarding and, you know, riding scooters and all that stuff. So it just seems like there's more people out there than I remember. Maybe. Well, yeah. And let's let it be said, we should, you know, at the very top, there are no rules for those new scooters, like the Lime scooters. Mm -hmm. OMG. Yes. I will tell you, like, I just, it feels, um, it feels like a flock of, um, uh, like locusts or something, you know, like they're just coming from at you from all directions and you don't know what to do with them. You know, like oh. when I was downtown Indianapolis, they were everywhere mm-hmm. and people just zipping around. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, oh, just, uh, I just can't imagine how many uh, pedestrian scooter accidents there must be being racked yeah. up right now. And yes. I have to say that I've almost been taken out by a bike twice in the past mm, 10 days. Really? Uh, running or? Running, me running. Yesterday, it happened yesterday morning with Molly and um, we were, um, I guess I had sort of dropped back behind her for one second, but then I went to get up alongside of her and I turned around and looked and I guess I didn't swivel my head far enough, but the bicyclist didn't say on your left until they were right there next to me. Like there was no advance warning. And so it was kind of me floating out to Molly's left side, right as they were coming up and saying those words. Sure. Oh, it was, it was close. Um, thankfully they had slowed way down. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's start at the top. You know, there are, there are road runners like myself, and then there's people like Elise that run on the sidewalk. So let, I want to start with, if you run in the road, um, mm-hmm. please always run facing traffic. I recently, um, reminded a neighbor of that when I saw him running on the right side of the road and I'm like, Tom, you are going to get hit. Like your family yeah. needs you. It's hard to see. It's hard to see them. Yeah. Even, especially if you're darting in and out of cars, the cars are parked and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and because that way, when, if you're running facing traffic, um, you can theoretically make eye contact with the driver. You can't, you know, you, you probably aren't going to be able to actually see their eyes and stare into their soul, but you can look, the advice is always to look kind of where the driver's head is most likely and just somehow doing that. I think for some drivers, it reminds them that you are a human. I am human. Yeah. I, I am here. I exist. I take up space. Please give me some. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and you can, I mean, I've, I um, have waved my arms. I have put my arms up, you know, like definitely like make them see you for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is, and this is sometimes you can't account for it, but you've got to adhere to the walk and don't walk signs mm-hmm. um, on, you know, especially at traffic lights. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've heard of too many people getting hit when they just, Oh, I'm just going to go, you know, um, that said, I mean, I almost got hit by somebody turning right and I had the right of way. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's not even, that's not even foolproof, but mm-hmm. you really have to, you know, it's, it's on you. It sucks, but it's on you to make sure that the cars see you mm-hmm. and because they just don't see you. And, and, and that's happened to me too, as a driver. Right. And I'm oh, very yeah. obviously aware of cyclists and runners cause I do it a lot myself, but there are just times where either you're zoning out or it's just not, it's just not mm-hmm. on the top of your mind. And you're like, Oh God, I, Dimity. I can't believe I didn't see that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, definitely, you know, just it's the onus is on you, but, but you know, I, I'm not going to go into all the accidents that we've heard of re- recently, but you just really have to, it doesn't, you know, stopping for 30 seconds, your run, mm-hmm. you know, jog in place if you need to be that person, but do not take a risk of, with your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I think we should also, you know, since a lot of our people cycle as well, I want to give a couple of that, you know, remember that you, that 
as a cyclist, you are a vehicle. So you have to act like one. You have to obey yes. all the traffic signals, including stop signs and traffic lights. Um, and when you approach a pedestrian, you have to give birth to them, no matter, not, not birth, B-E-R-T-H, not B-I-R-T-H, <laughs> since we're talking about others. You get on birth to a 10-speed, ouch, that's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you have to make way for them. Um, you know, use hand signals, cyclists, you know, it might um, be kind of make you feel a little dorky or you might have forgotten them. You know, you can certainly watch a YouTube instructional video. There's all sorts of them. Um, I do like, I like putting on my arm that I'm turning. I like the left. <laughs> oh, you're funny because I like the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like doing that upward bent left. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, as I've discovered the past couple days, you know, if you're on a recreational path or trail, announce yourself as you approach a runner or walker and then pass on the left. This is really, really, really important. I mean, you just said why, Sarah, but I mean, I do feel like I, so one of the, the paths near us is the Cherry Creek Trail, which mm, it's beautiful. is a great, it's a great path, but it gets, it's very highly trafficked and we get these riders. I mean, I, I like to ride fast. I will, I will say I don't always adhere to the 15 miles an hour speed limit on those trails, but I am very considerate and I, you know, on your left, on your left, I say it probably 30 times as I do the route that I typically do. And you get these aggro guys and they're like kits and, you know, they're riding in their pace line. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you are going to take out those little white dogs and the grandma walking next to her. And you don't even give her, I mean, it makes me so angry. So oh, I know. Um, also yeah. because particularly uh, it's, it's a little bit human nature when it often times when you say on your left, then they step People over to your left. Exactly. You know, yeah. so, so there's something, all they hear is left and then, you know. Then yeah. You and you're like, oh, wait, you meant you move over. Yeah. 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 So you got to slow down a little bit. I mean, I, yeah, I think. Yeah. And you know, even as a runner, sometimes I'll do that. Like if I'm coming up on somebody walking and it's, I don't know, 6.15 in the morning, I'll sometimes say that because I don't want to scare people. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, and just exactly. kind of shock them and and well, they usually hear me coming from. I'm going back to the cadence question. It's like, wait, where'd that herd of elephants from Africa get into Denver, Colorado? Um, and I know this one um, maybe is only applicable to certain parts of the country, but um, runners and cyclists, if you encounter someone riding a horse on a multi-use trail, the horse and the rider get the right of way then the runner, and lastly, the cyclist. Oh, could I bitch about this for a little bit? Yes, you can. Um, because mountain bikers, I, I love, I don't love to mountain bike. I love the fact that mountain bikes exist. And, <laughs> you know, I'm good with mountain bikers, but there are some very aggressive mountain bikers uh, on trails around here in the Denver area. And, and I've been hiking um, a couple weekends with Ben, who is going to, uh, he's going to go do this two week, like YMCA backpacking trip in nice. a couple of weeks. Very nice. Yeah. And, um, so you have to break in his boots, right? Sure. So that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's the boy my, up. Yes. Yeah. That's my, uh, that's my duty as the mom. And so we've been going on these, you know, mom, this is so long. And I'm like, Ben, you're going to be count carrying like 50 pounds and have already hiked five miles. Let's keep it up. Come on. Let's keep going. You know, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh -huh. but, but anyway, these, um, these mountain bikers, you know, and so we're on some technical tr things that I understand you have to have momentum to get up and over mm -hmm. rocks and hill, you know, and roots and that kind of thing. I don't want to like stop their ride, but there are also times where they just come whizzing by and they don't even, I mean, so Ben and I, the other day, <laughs> this is my game to also take his mind off the fact that we were going like seven miles, um, <laughs> was, uh, like rate their manners. Right. Mm -hmm. And I kind of oh. did it loudly from a one to a five <laughs> because you, Tim. <laughs> seriously, because I mean, for like, we, we were pulling over most of the time, right? Like, so we were giving them the right of way because they, again, like needed momentum or whatever. 
but you know, some of them don't even say anything. And I know yes. they're breathing hard, but that's my rant. And I hope that, you know, that I'm, that that's not our crowd here, but I just have to say, if it is like, all you can do is be like, Hey, thanks. You know, like that makes, that goes a long way because in fact you are breaking the, the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like rule breakers. And, <laughs> no. and on that note, I, I, I think saying things, I mean, this and Elisa's question, the same thing, speak to the people you're passing, you know, yeah. it could just, you know, it could just be a morning or, Hey, how you doing? Or hi, you know, whatever it is that I just think putting, um, conviviality out there in the world is yeah, such a bad absolutely. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like when they say like, Oh my God, thank you. Have a great day. Have a great hike. I'm down with moving over. Like they do that. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. It's mm -hmm. when you don't say anything, you don't acknowledge that this person has stepped off the trail so you can keep mm -hmm. riding your mountain bike. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. really, it rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Really. I think also just acknowledging everyone else's humanity, you know, that, yeah. that they exist, that they're taking they are occupying space in this world. We all, you know, we all have the same right to that space. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So and if you look at the triangle, we're above you, mountain bikers. So. <laughs> um, I'll shut up. He'll draw it. Now, he'll draw it in the dirt. Like, do you see? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. There's, uh, you know, Colorado is great for a lot of things, and I love that the outdoor recreation is huge. But then I, you know, it's just. It's a, it's a lot. Yes. Yes. All right. So, and uh, we will step down off our soapbox in one sec, but as long as we're up here, if you run with a dog, please obey leash and scoop laws. Um, so scoop laws. Scoop, yep. scoop laws. So <laughs> yes. So there you go, Mary, there is the PSA. Um, thank you for asking for it. Um, we obviously had a few things to say about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we love getting your questions and to call to leave a voicemail any time of day, night, or on your run as, um, one of the callers, um, took us up on that offer. Um, Dimity, please share the number which they should call. It's not 1-800-BADASS, as we learned last week. <laughs> it's not. Or two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it's 470-BADASS-1, which is 470-223-2771. We love your first name, where you're calling from. Keep your message to about 90 seconds. Um, and we would love some new, fresh questions. So, you know, anything. We're, we're game for anything. If you want me to talk a little bit more about mountain bikers, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> Um, and then please rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. We greatly appreciate your time and effort doing that. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. So, and keep the questions coming. We're here with answers. Bye.